Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. This is 1039 LI News Radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, as we continue our LISC series, someone who knows quite a bit, quite a bit about law enforcement and and everything that involves uh, Suffolk PD. Uh, to me, he's a heroic figure, and to many people, he's a heroic figure. He's a combat vet, and he's a uh, you know, retired Army, and he went into law enforcement originally through originally through the, the sheriff's department dep- as a deputy sheriff, and then uh, as a Suffolk PD member, became a detective and a highly regarded uh, detective at that. Kenny Bombase is our very special guest. He worked while with the sheriff's department at Ground Zero. He is, uh, he's done so many great things, and he was a witness. He was a witness in the, uh, in the Burke trial and not trial uh, I'm sorry the Burke case which never went to trial and also the the Spoda and McPartland trial and like I said to me this is a heroic figure Kenny Bombase how are you great Frank thanks for ha- having me on the show today listen thrilled to have you and, and if you don't mind let's get a little bit of your history and I, I gave a little bit of it here but maybe you could fill in some of the blanks let's start from the beginning where were you born where were you raised yeah, so I was born in Comac, right here in Suffolk County. Um, and before I was even a year old, uh, my family moved to Syracuse for five years, upstate New York, and then to East Brunswick, New Jersey for another five years. And then we resettled back in Comac. The reason being my father was an air traffic controller, and as he, uh, he moved up through the ranks in the FAA, he would have to move to new locations. So uh, we ended up back in Comac, and, that, and that's where I grew up. When you, when you look back, what was your, what was your first uh, introduction as a kid or your first recognition of law enforcement, and, and did it have any effect on you early on? Oh, it, it did. You know, I, I consider myself very fortunate that I was someone who knew what I wanted to do from when I was five years old. You know, I can, as long as I can remember life, I wanted to do two things, and that was be a soldier and be a police officer. So, you know, some funny stories, actually. One of them was when my mother was, uh, I was a little, uh, I was the youngest of five siblings, and uh, I was driving with my mother when I was probably, had to be six years old, and uh, she got pulled over for speeding, and uh they, I, I was so fascinated with the police that I asked them how, how they knew how fast she was going. And they actually took me out of the car and brought me up to the police car and showed me like their radar. <laughs> and my mother wasn't thrilled with this, but at the time, I knew what I wanted to do since I was five years old, as long as I can remember life. I, you know, it's, it, it's amazing. And I say it all the time, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. The, the law enforcement we have here... In, in Suffolk County and, and Nassau County and the city, we have terrific law enforcement. And, uh, you know, that doesn't that doesn't get the the coverage that it should get. And, and somehow or another, even by the way, even when I say that there's a cover up here, I make sure that I'm not saying it's the cops covering it up. It's the politicians who've uh, who've covered that up. And, and, and I always point to the politicians. And and by the way, you know, someone who you got to got to know, uh, I you know, I, I put it squarely on the on the shoulders of Jimmy Burke. And, you know, I won't ask you to respond on that, but if, if we could jump ahead 
uh, you know, a little bit, and we'll get back to some more of your background as we go on. But uh, the Jimmy Burke case, and I, you know, I slipped and I said the Jimmy Burke trial. It never went to trial, and and it never went to trial, which meant that Jimmy Burke didn't have to get. Um, well, he, there was no deposing him, of course, and there was no uh, interviewing him and and interviewing people around him, and he he pretty quickly took a, a plea, copped a plea, and uh, you know, fresh, refresh our memories. How soon did he cop a plea? Once, uh, once the whole uh, Christopher Loeb situation came to uh, came to light. Well, you know. Frank, I can only speak from, from my personal experience. These, these investigations are complex and, quite frankly, very compartmentalized, you know, where you don't know what other people are doing. But I would say from the time that myself and other officers, um, I'm sure, uh, went into the grand jury, it was probably months before, several months before he, uh, he took a plea in that case. Yeah. Well, so he thought about it. He thought about trying to fight it out. Or maybe he thought that it would be... It would be passing. It's hard to speculate on on what uh, Chief Burke at the time uh, would think. Uh, were you surprised that he was appointed chief? Um, I think everybody in the police department. Well, I, I shouldn't say that, Frank. What I would say is um, part of us was surprised and part wasn't. Surprised in that he obviously, you know, I, I didn't know uh Jimmy Burke until I went to criminal intelligence. A lot of other officers knew of him a lot, a lot more than I did. Um, but I did know there was a reputation there just from what I've heard from other police officers. And for that reason, of course, many people in the department were shocked when they made him chief of department. However, knowing his close nexus to um, the district attorney, Tom Spoda, if that part of it made it a little more um, a little more understandable as how it came about and how it happened. It was obviously um, there was political power involved in that decision. Did you know uh, anything of, of Burke from his pious days? I don't mean you know back then, but do you did you know the story of Pius and did you know the um, you know, even casually, I don't mean intimately know it, but did you know the story of, of John Pius and the, the murder of John Pius and how Burke was a witness for uh, Tom Spoder as a 14-year-old? As a did you know that as you were growing through the police department? Well, it, it's funny, Frank. I know that of that story from when I was young, you know, because it was such a horrendous story. I remember hearing about it when I was very young, but obviously I, you know, this was long before I was a kid. It was long before I was, um, I was in the police department, but I can tell you as far as knowing that he had a relationship or, or a relation or a nexus to that case. Well, that wasn't until probably, I think it was long after I was in criminal intelligence. I, I can tell you that when Newsday did a big spread on, on Chief Burke, and they talked about his background in the first precinct and, and these many sorted things that went on. I was, I was learning about most of that, like any person in Suffolk County reading the paper. I didn't know about that. You know, I wasn't um, promoted uh, by Jimmy Burke. I was promoted by Commissioner Dormer. So, so when I came there, I had never met him when I was in criminal intelligence. So until I started to work for him, I never met him. And I read that article in astonishment. You know, like I said, 
Did I know that there was a reputation from some of the other cops that I had worked with in the 7th Precinct? Of course. But I did not know to the extent that, that was printed in that article. I had no idea. Uh, most of us, myself included in my unit at the time when that came out, we thought for sure that he was going to be uh, removed from, from the position of chief of department. Yeah, amazing. I, I think most people, most people would have. Frank McKay here, so much more importantly, Kenny Bombay's is our very special guest and uh, first and first and foremost combat veteran and uh, someone who uh, again to me is a heroic figure and uh, we've never met in person that I know of anyway we just spoke um, just right prior to this and and I'm thrilled to to uh, get him on the on the phone because I'll tell you what uh, he has a tremendous insight into the workings of the PD and and certainly uh, you know even the federal system he uh, he testified in the case of Jimmy Burke and you know maybe that's a it's a good reason why Jimmy Burke didn't go uh, to trial but he also testified gave key testimony in the case of Tom Spoda and the uh, the chief aide to the DA uh, Chris McPartland and uh, you know his his testimony was uh, was absolutely absolutely terrific. Kenny Bombase is our very special guest, retired uh, detective from Suffolk County. Uh, Ken, let me jump into uh, something that you just touched upon, and and you thought that he would be removed as chief of department, and other people did expect that as well. Uh, Steve Blone was the person who could have removed him for that, and also Tim Sinney. And as I mentioned Tim Sinney's name, let me just say for full disclosure, reasons of full disclosure, that your brother-in-law, Ray Tierney, who's an, an unbelievably respected um, uh, former prosecutor for the U.S. Uh, Attorney's Office, uh, is running against Tim Sinney. So I just want to put that disclosure out there. But you you knew Tim Sinney before this, and you knew um, uh, Steve Ballone before this uh, this situation happened. You know, in the, in the situation with Loeb. Uh, what did what did uh, Steve Ballone first, and then and then later Tim Sinney have anything to say about this to you? So so what I, I just want to um, clarify, I I knew them. Before these cases came out, you know, the, the incident with um, Chief Burke and the fourth prison, that was back in 2012. And at that point, I knew Steve Blum, but I, I didn't meet Tim Sinney until much later. Um, I, I believe it was the year, the year before I retired that I first met him. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, I stand corrected. Yeah. Right. The, uh, the, the situation happened, but it didn't come to light. It didn't, That's right. It didn't come to light till till later. So Steve Ballone, you assumed once it came to light and and once everything was uh, was out there that uh, that Burke would be removed. Uh, but Steve Ballone failed to remove Jimmy Burke. So I have a uh, I had a, a relationship with the county executive because uh, I met him when he first became county executive when he was inaugurated. It's the very day I met him for the first time. And, you know, we were, we were the same age and both were in the Army and we, we uh, began over the years to enjoy a relationship. I was a, a friendship where I was um, the primary person to lead for his security uh, protection operations for Steve Blown. Any threats against him, any time that he needed security at events or for any other reason, I was the person who would do that and we became friends. 
so uh, yeah, when we when this was all going on, these cases, um, we I had anticipated once I knew that I was called in to go testify against Chief Burke, and uh, you know I had I had had numerous I, I couldn't tell you how many but I've I've had numerous meetings with Steve Ballone that year and obviously a, a topic of these conversations was the current situation in Suffolk County um, it was the situation with um, Chief Burke and when I knew that I was going in to testify and, and the county executive is aware as well um, it was afterwards that I figured he was going to be removed from office, you know, because there were still, I had retired in September of 2015, but there were still other officers, detectives, that were working in the department. And, uh, you know, knowing what was coming, I, I expected him to be removed quickly. And that, that didn't happen. It didn't happen until days before he was uh, actually arrested. Yeah. And by the way, I, I'll remind everyone that, there was never any announcement that, that Chief Burke was fired. He wasn't fired, according to their, their dual statement, uh, a dual statement by Chief Burke and, and Steve Ballone. Um, it, it was mutual. It was mutually agreed upon that, uh, that uh, Jimmy Burke would, would leave the office that Steve Ballone appointed him for. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just amazing. He did not discipline him. And I said either, you know, either he's in league with Jimmy Burke from, from day one or he is, is scared stiff. And I, I got to keep it clean. We're on terrestrial radio, but he's scared stiff of, of, uh, of Jimmy Burke. I, and I don't know. Again, I, it's one of those two things. Nothing else makes sense that he would remove. I, I'll, mention and again I'll I'll remind everyone Kenny Bombase is our very special guest combat veteran and uh, retired detective and he gave key testimony in the I, I think the key testimony in in both the Burke case which never went to trial and the trial of Tom Spoda former district attorney now sentenced to 5 years and his chief aide Chris McPartland and Kenny Bombay's uh, was was the key to those cases, and and I'll tell you what, and uh, he, a heroic fi figure in in my book and so many uh, people's book, uh, he's someone who uh, who served at Ground Zero and had seen combat while he was in the uh, army and, and again uh, what he did he stepped up and it was uh, it was police officers who ultimately put uh, put. Uh, Burke, Ballone, and I, 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 I slipped a slip of the tongue there. Burke, Spoda, and McPartland away. It was police offices. It wasn't the politicians, and it wasn't certainly wasn't the DA's office uh, down here. It was uh, it was the, the feds, but with the help of police offices. Kenny, that's true, uh, it, isn't it? It's police offices, and and they don't fully get the credit for it, but it, it's cops who put away these guys. That's right. I mean, Frank, you know, listen. Mistakes were made by, by a lot of people in this. As everyone knows now, after these cases, there was a, a very corrupt um, culture in Suffolk County law enforcement. We had a tremendous amount of pressure on us that day um, when we were asked to, uh, to investigate the, uh, the Loeb case. Mistakes were made. I've made mistakes. I will tell you that if it, if it was a, a really tough decision that myself and some other officers and detectives made to go in and do what we did. And 
uh, I don't see any way other to look at any other way to look at this. But I mean, if it wasn't for our testimony and going in and doing what we did, and not just the Burr case, but in the and subsequently in the the Spoda McPartland cases. I mean, these people would still be in office. There's no doubt in my mind if it wasn't for police officers that ultimately uh, did the right thing and went in and, and testified that Chief Park would still be the chief of department today. I mean, I, I don't see any other way because we, I think we know at this point that he wasn't removed by the people who are in charge of him for sure or had the power to remove him. Uh, there was a tremendous effort in, uh, a few years ago by Newsday doing a big spread, right, on, on Chief Park with the, the idea that most of us thought, even in the department, he'd be removed. He still wasn't. In fact, one of the reporters that was key in that uh, story, Tanya Lopez, she ended up <laughs> be, being given a job upstate in Albany someplace, and she was kind of removed from the equation, and it, and it started to fade that story. But, I mean, I think it's clear to anybody who's followed this story in any capacity, if it wasn't for the police officers that went in there, worked closely with these federal agents, the federal agents in the U.S. Attorney's Office, uh, the, the same element of corruption that's been in power for so long in Suffolk County law enforcement and the DA's office, it would still be intact. If you're just joining us or if you've just turned on your radio a little, a little late, Frank McKay here. Much more importantly, Kenny Bombace is our very special guest, and he is someone. Uh, he is someone who has uh, has seen a lot in his career. Former combat uh, soldier and a, uh, a a veteran of the Suffolk County Sheriff's Department, and uh, also uh, Suffolk County Police Department as a detective. And he said right out, he admits right out, right off uh, the bat that there were mistakes made, and he made mistakes and he, he's owned up to those uh, mistakes that he made during the the Christopher Loeb situation and uh, it was his testimony it was his testimony along with uh, some other officers that that bravely came came forward and and said hey you know we're going to do something about it and and chief Burke Jimmy Burke uh, the appointment of Steve Ballone uh, went down due uh, highly uh, to the the testimony of these uh, these officers, well, certainly this officer here, uh, former detective Kenny Bombase, and certainly the key testimony in in uh, Tom Spoda, district attorney Tom Spoda, and uh, Chris McPartland, his chief aides, uh, demise was uh, was. Uh, Kenny Bombay's and some other police officers. Frank McKay here once again with Kenny Bombay's for a couple minutes. Uh, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a part two and a part three coming up. There's uh, so much to go over. But uh, Ken, uh, again, I gave the disclaimer that your brother-in-law is running against Tim Sinney for uh, for the office of DA, and I, I just put that out as reasons of full disclosure. But let me ask you uh, about any conversation that you had with uh, Tim Sinney about uh, Jimmy Burke or about any of this, uh, and also if you ever seen the two men, um, Jimmy Burke and Tim Sinney, uh, interact with each other. So the short answer is yes. Um, so I, I guess I'll just go back to how I um, I met Tim, and that was uh, one day uh, before he took he became the deputy county executive for uh, public safety. I think they call it. It's a position that was formerly held by Errol Toulon, who's now our sheriff, and and a friend of mine. Um, so I was asked by the uh, county executive one day. I, as I mentioned before, we uh, we have uh, enjoyed a friendship together. 
And I was asked, he wanted me to meet somebody, and he says, uh, you want to come out on a, a boat with me and a few other people? The other two people were Bill Lindsay of the Suffolk County Legislature. Bill Lindsay Jr., and, right? Bill Lindsay Jr. Well, I'm sorry, yes, yes, of course. I'm sorry about that. Bill Lindsay Jr., and it was his boat. And then we, uh, the other one was Tim Sinney, who I'd never met in my life, and myself and Steve Ballone. And we went to, we met at a boat and took it over to Fire Island to a bar there and, uh, and had a few drinks. And, uh, you know, I'll tell you, it's really not relevant to specifically any of these cases, but uh, the first time I, we were, I met him, Tim Sinney, and I was with Steve, and we were sitting at this bar having a few beers. And uh, after that, um, I, yes, the, the answer to your original question is, of course, I have seen him in close uh, proximity with the chief. When he became the chief deputy uh, county executive for public safety, I was working in Denison with my partner at the time, Cliff Lim. And we were asked at this time to uh, brief Tim Sidney, get him up to speed on gangs and many other things in the county. So a couple stories would, would stem from that that I think are relevant. One of them was that we went up to his uh, office. He asked me to come up there, and I was, again, to be briefing him on gang activity in Suffolk County, which I have a, a broad experience in. I've worked at, I was the first field intelligence officer in Suffolk County. I worked in many MS-13 task force before everyone in Suffolk County knew who MS-13 was, even before that. Um, so when we were talking to him and we mentioned MS-13, he asked us who that was. He had no idea and was not familiar in any way with MS-13. And it just strikes me because it's not many months later where all of a sudden he was uh, um, supposed to be a subject matter expert on MS-13, you know, on news shows and talking about it. And uh, that took us by surprise, my partner and I. So also after this, he... Um, he asked us to give him a comprehensive gang briefing. It would be a PowerPoint, and we were going to go over everything that he would need to know. And it, my partner and I, he was new, um, and he was in this position, and was not, obviously from what we are, are meeting with him, was not familiar with Suffolk County law enforcement and, and maybe not politics so much either. And we, we talked, my partner and I, should we um, kind of uh, go out on a limb here and give him the groundwork and explain to him the landscape here, the political landscaping in regards to uh, the DA and Chief Burke and their relationship and how things work in Suffolk, you know. And we knew it was risky for us because, you know, if it, we were in a treacherous environment, environment, to say the least, as everybody now knows. Like if anyone knew that we did that or found out, we, obviously we could be at risk, our careers specifically. So. We, we go in and we give them the gang briefing, and then following that, we give them this one over the world explaining to them, hey, this is how things are, are, this is the political landscape, the power base that has existed here between the chief, the DA, and we thought he should know all this, and we gave him a pretty comprehensive overview, and he sort of brushed it aside. And then subsequent to that meeting, we would see him, you know, answering the phone and laughing and, and having, um, uh, you know, and having a close relationship with the chief in meetings because Cliff and I were involved in many of those. And whether it was for security reasons or I was actually doing briefings on gangs or to uh, other groups. And we, it would really caught us off guard that, you know, we had gone out in this limb to kind of warn him. 
And even with that being done, that he still in no way distanced himself from the chief. Yeah, it's uh, look. It, it, one of the things that uh, that's that's important to point out, and and unfortunately, uh, this is where our part one uh, ends with Kenny Bombay's. Uh, I'll tell you, it, it's just fascinating, absolutely fascinating, uh, the insight that we can get from somebody who was uh, who was there. Uh, first of all, Kenny, thank you very much uh, for for spending this time. And I, I look forward to our part two. And it, certainly thank you for your service, not only uh, in law enforcement, certainly in the in the in the service of the country and in combat and uh, your work at 9-11. Uh, but thank you very much for being here as well. Thanks, Frank. Thanks for having me on the show. I enjoyed it. Frank McKay here. Um, part one with Kenny Bombase and former detective and uh, someone who was a key, uh, I think the key, uh, or gave the key testimony in the Spoda McPartland trial. And here we are uh, talking about Lisk, but I think this gives you kind of an insight into what goes on here and, and the insight that he gives on Steve Ballone. And we'll get a little more into that, into, uh, into our part two and Tim Sinney. And I, I, I'll say again, as reasons of full disclosure, uh, Ray Tierney is the brother-in-law of, of Kenny Bombay's. And, uh, you know, I just say that, uh, and I, I, I don't think there's anything there that, um, that anybody would question, uh, of, of how it came out. And, and for reasons of full disclosure, I've met, Tierney uh, now several times and and I've spoken to him several times and uh, I, I just met him about five weeks ago and a very very impressive man former prosecutor so uh, you know anyone who thinks I'm biased I, I endorsed I endorsed Tim Sinney uh, four years ago and I don't say that with any pride watching his uh, his behavior and and how he's run this office so I, I say that but uh, Tim Sinney, uh, Tim Sinney is somebody that I endorsed four years ago, and uh, and I wish we didn't. And and Ray Tierney is someone I met five weeks ago, and I I wish he was around four years ago to put in that position. Anyway, Frank McKay signing off. Kenny Bombase has been our very special guest, former detective and chief, um, the uh, the the key testimony in the Spoda McPartland and Burke cases were given by Kenny uh, Bombay and, and other officers. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. Breaking It Down.